it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies. And thank, our big thank you to our producer, Gavin. We are just so grateful to him for keeping us straight every single week. The love ladies, I tell you what, that's a big job keeping us, us straight. <laughs> I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and I am in studio with my beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, here at The Bridge Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. Hello, Kathy Enderbrock. How are you today? I am doing really well, Coach Carrie. It's great to be with you this morning. We are missing our beautiful Marlene McMichael, but we're looking forward yes. to having her right back here with us next week. And uh, mm-hmm. we do have an incredible guest in studio today. Uh, and uh, we're just so looking forward to to talking with her. We're going to introduce her in, in just a minute. And I'll tell you, as we kind of put on our love walking shoes today and we prepare for the places that God would have us step into. There's some big challenges in front of us and, you know, things are kind of changing and and shifting around. Things are, you know, God says, I make all things new and that sounds awesome, but you know, that also comes with change. And I think a lot of us, we'd rather have all the brand new without any of the change. And we're going to talk about some (laughs) of the, the, the new options that are in front of us that require maybe some change with how we look at things, but how that change can really be an incredible blessing for our families, an incredible blessing for us personally, and to help us step into the joy that God uh, just kind of places right in front of us. We're going to be talking today about teaching our children diligently and um, talking about homeschool and, and what that means, what the education process in America looks like, what options are available for us today. Um, and our guest is kind of a pro when it comes to all of this. And so she's going to get us up to speed on educational options that are available to us, help us to explore what homeschool options are out there, what communities are available for us to step into, and what it means to actually homeschool our children in a Christian environment in 2023. So Carrie, we'll introduce her in just a moment, but what has your week been like? It's, you know, we're kind of in this transition month leading up to um, Easter. And I know you've made a couple uh commitments for Lent. Uh, you know, not that either of us are Catholic, but we have beautiful, wonderful friends who are Catholic and it's a wonderful thing. This principle of, of Lent and sacrificing something leading up to Easter so how are you doing? Oh man, I'm doing I'm doing awesome. You know, I, I'm not a big drinker. I don't drink a lot. Um, but I for for Lent and I've really not ever done this before. I just gave up all all forms of alcohol, like whatever. But I tell you, it has been interesting because it my husband and I have been to a couple of events and normally at an event, you know, I'd have a glass of wine or whatever or and I've just skipped it and it's been awesome and I don't miss it. Um and so but it's been a time for me to really go, okay Lord, you're speaking to me through this commitment that I've made. And so that's been um a way to just I guess be a little disciplined and honor the Lord in my actions and my thoughts. Um, and so that's been great. We've taken some college visits with, uh, with Logan and that's been amazing too. I think Faithy has made her college decision. Kathy, is that correct? She has, she is going to the university of Denver and, Ooh, uh, which was a cool. big, yeah, we didn't, we didn't know, uh, you know, we told Faithy, we will let you choose what college you go to, but we do have a couple veto options. Um, and yeah. he originally looked at TCU and you remember we, uh, interviewed Senator Colcourse and so yes. Senator Colcourse was a big proponent of TCU and yes. Faithy loved Fort Worth. So we really thought mm-hmm. she was going to go in that direction. Um, and so we were pretty nervous about her going to the University of Denver because it was so liberal, but we have reached out to a couple churches in the area and she's connected over social media with some Christians on campus. And so Good. we're like, okay, Lord. And especially with everything happening at Asbury and the 200 year anniversary, of the collegiate day of prayer and really yes. seeing God ignite 
hearts in this generation and turn hearts back to him, it really solidified for us that there is no campus that God does not have access to. And while faith may not be surrounded by a huge Christian community on the DU campus, she can be that Christian community um, as she joins hands with the local church and reaches out to um, her fellow students. So um, Mm -hmm. we're excited for her. What about, what about Logan? Has he narrowed it down yet? He's, he's narrowed it down, um, but there's still options, you know, Mark's situation is just so interesting because he's going to play college basketball. And so narrowing it down to the right fit for him. Um, and of course, me being a college basketball coach, I um, feel a great burden to help him have a good sense of discernment when it comes to um, his coach and the team and the school. And with the school being the most important, because if basketball falls through and you never play, um, another second, you have to really love where you are. And so just mentoring him through that, it's been a really special time for us. And I'm, I'm just so grateful. I mean, our mantra this whole year has just been grateful, thankful, and blessed after, um, him being out for a whole year with the, that horrible injury and just to see him blossoming and flourishing. It's just, we're just so grateful. And, um, and that's the attitude that we've taken. And so it's been really, really fun, Kathy. I appreciate that. Um, I don't think he and Mackenzie are going to end up together in Nashville. So that's a bummer, but she's, she really wants him to come to Nashville with her, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but uh, that's okay. We're, we would, we are so happy to keep him closer to home so that we yeah. can continue to watch him play. What, um, you know, go, I was going to say, go we ahead. had, we had dreams of all three of our girls sharing a little townhouse together there in Waco. <laughs> none of it, none of it happened. Sorry. I interrupted you. What nope. were you saying? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just so excited about our program today. Teach them diligently as we talk about um, really the homeschooling wave that has taken over the country. One of my favorite guys um, grew up here in Georgetown. We've had him on our program a couple of years ago when he was a young 18-year-old leaving the nest. He's heading to Liberty University. His name is Grant May. He is very, very involved. He was homeschooled his whole life. He's very involved in not only the homeschool culture, but the political climate that surrounds the homeschool culture and just politics in general. Mm -hmm. He has a phenomenal Instagram, the real Grant May. Uh, I mean, this guy is just the picture of I think an amazing young man who's come out of the homeschool world. And in fact, he shares a few statistics on, on his Instagram page just a couple of weeks ago. Back in the 1970s, there were about 13,000 homeschoolers. In the 80s, 200,000. In the 90s, 850,000. Wow. As you can see, this is exponentially increasing decade by decade. 2020s, right now, currently, 5 million homeschoolers. Yeah. 5 million. That has uh, up from 13,000 in the 1970s. And so with our guest today, I'm so excited to dive into why have these numbers increased exponentially over the last 50 years? What's going on? Um in the homeschool movement. And I think this is incredibly exciting for families. Um, and, you know, our education system is not the same as it was back in the 1970s. Our public education system is not that, the same. That's so true. Well, I would love to introduce her to bring her into this yes. discussion. We just have so many questions for her. And right now within the Central Texas community, if anyone is ever even coming close to being willing to consider stepping into this there is an incredible conference next weekend march the 23rd to the 25th and we are going to be giving a huge discount code for any of our listeners who want to attend that conference to be encouraged to learn and to uh, consider stepping into that community well our guest with us today is leslie nunnery and she and her husband david founded the organization teach them diligently and this is the nation's premier 
premier source for gospel-centered homeschool events. And now with 15 years of homeschooling experience in preschool through high school, uh, she now has three in college, but she has a passion to encourage and equip homeschool families. She is a mom of four, and she shares openly her know-how and her insights and she actually has her own a podcast through Teach Them Diligently Media. Um, and her podcast is Homeschooling Families. She's also a speaker nationwide, and she's an active part of her homeschool membership community. Uh, she is the author of Teach Them Diligently, Raising Children of Promise. And her latest book is Heart School. How Amazing Parents Become Excellent Home Educators. And uh, she's, she's personally authored multiple homeschool courses. And in this latest book, Heart School, uh, Leslie challenges parents to understand that homeschooling for the heart of our children is a lifestyle choice that goes well beyond a mere educational decision, that it can strengthen the family, increase confidence, and really bring peace to our days. The book also gives very practical information on how to use the platform homeschooling affords us to build deep impactful relationships with our children. Well, welcome to Love Talk, Leslie Nunnery. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. It's a it's a joy. I've, I've just enjoyed hearing you all talk back and forth. It's I feel like I'm all <laughs> caught up with your lives. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> right? Well, I know. Uh, our our Love Talk listeners enjoy that as well. Well, Leslie, we are we're so grateful to have you today. Would you share your heart with our listeners here in this um, few minutes that we have left and share how you came to know that Jesus loves you? Oh, I would love to. I actually, it's, it's ironic that you would ask that because I was, I was actually rehearsing that this morning in my, <laughs> in my personal devotions um, because I'm, I'm praying through Ephesians right now and I was working in Ephesians too and um, just thanking God so much that though I was, I, I had no way of reaching him. I had no way, even as a child, but, but I came to know the Lord as a young child because I was, I was brought up in a Christian family. I was introduced to him very young and by his grace, I put my faith in him young. Um, but I had no way of doing that on my own. And so just so grateful for the fact that, that Jesus came to earth to die for me and made a way for me to have that relationship with him. And as I've grown through the years and gotten to know him more, my awe of how much he loves me and what he saved me from, what he kept me from, because I had the privilege of hearing about him when I was young, um, is just, it's, it's an awe-inspiring, gratitude-overflowing thing to think of, of how much he loves us, that, that he did make a way and that he reached out to save us. So, um, yeah, I was just, I was thinking about that and just rejoicing in that this morning. Um, and very, very grateful for, the the opportunities that he's given me, we, it, it goes on in Ephesians to talk about how we're his workmanship and, and just the mm -hmm. opportunities that he gives us to show his love to others is, I think, another way that he just shows his love to us because we're able to spread it and, and revel in it even more. So, so yes, I was, I was, uh, very happy to answer that question. <laughs> you know, I love that you say, actually, Ephesians 2, verse 18 is one of my absolute favorite verses, scriptures in, in all of the Bible. Well, Leslie, we're so excited to hear about your personal homeschooling journey. And we have a, just a, a brief uh, amount of time left. Can you tell us what inspired you to start homeschooling your own children? Well, I was I was very reluctant in I, I I had no desire ever to homeschool and that's that's a story in and of itself. But ultimately, when my oldest was in third grade, God really pricked my conscience, got my attention that my time with my children was short and I needed to take every opportunity I had to invest in those relationships, to shepherd their hearts, disciple, teach them who God is and how to live for Him. And the the time that homeschooling afforded me gave me just tremendous opportunities through the years. So if I boil it down in, you know, a 30-second reason, it was because I knew that I needed to take advantage of every moment that I had to disciple and, and prepare my children for life. Thank you so much for that. Friends, what moments do we have? What have we been given? Are we, uh, what is it called, Carrie? Grateful, thankful, and blessed. Blessed. Yes. yes. Well, friends, we're going to be talking more about this, about the moments that we have been given. And um, maybe there is a moment, such a time as this, 
for you to learn more and consider stepping into this very unique opportunity that's before you. Friends, we're going to hear from our sponsors that keep Love Talk on the air every week. We just love them so much, and we value them, and they value each. And Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. Coach Carrie Brinkader here with Kathy Indebrock in studio with our special guest today, Leslie Nunnery. Um, Leslie and her husband. And David founded Teach Them Diligently, the nation's premier source for gospel-centered homeschool events. We're so grateful that she's with us today. And I'd like you to, I'd like to go ahead and direct you to the website for this amazing conference that is coming up, teachthemdiligently.com. Net. Um, the conference is at the Kalahari Resort right here in beautiful Round Rock, March 23rd through the 25th. And Leslie has been so amazing to give you a discount code. Um, so you can register for this event with a discount code Love Talk and you get a significant discount of $40 there. And we just want to thank Leslie for that. Um, but you can, this website is amazing. I've spent uh, quite a bit of time scouring through this website yesterday, and it is just awesome. And so teachthemdiligently.net, the homeschool uh, conference that is going to be March 23rd through the 25th with the discount code Love Talk. Uh, Leslie, so grateful that you are here today. Tell us a little bit about teach them diligently. Um, what motivated you to start this ministry? And could you tell us how it might be, um, how you've grown it over the years? Oh, I would, I would love to. Thank you. Um, I, the way that teach them diligently was, was started is nothing less than a miraculous God story because the Lord called us to start Teach Them Diligently at the end of our first year of homeschooling, which is insane wow. because we yeah. didn't know anything about anything. We didn't know any of the players. We yeah, we were so green and so young. And yet the Lord impressed on our hearts that there needed to be an event that celebrated discipleship in home education and really help focus Christian parents on the reason why we believe they would make that choice. It's because it's a great tool for discipleship. And, um, you know, it, it gives, it's a phenomenal way to educate your children. And we can talk about that later, but, but additionally, it gives you a great tool to disciple your kids. So, David and I, David had just left a, a job in sports marketing to go full-time with a mission board that we also run. And so Teach Them Diligently was started to support our mission work. And it was designed really to be a one-year celebration. We were just, this was 20, uh, well, 2011 was when we came to this conclusion that we were going to do this. 2012, we had our first event. It was going to be a, a one-time thing. But God brought in 1,500 families from 38 states and four countries outside of the United States to that in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which I doubt you've ever heard of. So, <laughs> okay, wait a minute, Leslie. You just said 1,500 families in your first year. In it was, and I oh, was my stars. What are we going to do with all these people? Because I just it was so overwhelming, and it also shows that it was not of us. We are not that smart. We are not that savvy. There's no way that we could have gotten messaging out to that many people. And yet the message that God had, had kind of given us was resonating like crazy. And people were looking for that reinforcement for why they do what they do. And it was an amazing time. God did such a mighty work. And so that, and, and we put it all together with me and David and a handful of our friends and my sister just, you know, doing stuff. This whole thing started as such a, a, an amateur endeavor. I mean, it's, <laughs> God just showed up so magnificently. Um, but we sat around the table at the end of that event a week or so after when we woke up again. Um, <laughs> And just went around and everybody started sharing testimonies that had been given to them or that we had received via email. And um, we just, David just asked, do you think that we should do this again? And all of us said, yes, absolutely. Um, and so we set out to do it another year. And the Lord has grown it. We have had 
like 60 some odd events now across the country, different sizes, different places, um, been able to minister to thousands on site and then thousands more through the media. He's, he's grown it into, we've got media now. We've got a membership community where uh, we're able to equip people all year long. Um, but it started as just a step of obedience for us trying to encourage people to do what God had called them to do and to focus on the right things instead of getting distracted by all the noise and all the other things. Leslie, I mean, there is a lot of, of noise when you, when you consider homeschooling, it can feel incredibly overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It can feel as though you're stepping out all on your own. And especially, you know, maybe for those, those moms and dads out there who don't have a college education themselves, they think, well, I can't, teach my kids. I mean, I, I don't think I know above fifth grade math. Can you walk us through just, you know, very honestly, some of the common challenges that homeschool parents face and how teach them diligently can help them address those challenges. If, if they see what's going on in the school system and they want a better, high quality, exceptional education for their kids, how can they achieve that through homeschool if they themselves only have uh, a public high school education? Uh, that's a that's an excellent question. Um, one of the things I would turn it around is if you feel like your education is not is not did not equip you to you know kind of teach your own young children. What does that say about your education? You you know we we've got to really kind of face the facts that deep down in us a lot of people question the education system anyway, and have for a long time, just wasn't really sure what to do about it. And then through COVID and all the, the you know, the Zoom classes and stuff, I think a light was shown on things that had flown under the radar for a long time. Um, and I, I think that's why you're seeing such a massive exodus now, because there, you now know for sure what's going on. Yeah. Um, with that said, the, I, one of the things that, we really try to encourage people to do is to look at the fact that God's plan for your family was, was perfected from the beginning of time. God set up the family unit to be the primary place of learning and training from the very beginning. That's, you see, you're passing your faith down. You're teaching, you're the first teacher your child ever has. You teach them probably, um, you know, everything from, how to walk by holding their fingers to how to know their ABCs by singing a little song to how to know what their colors are by playing little scavenger hunts, go, you know, point at something blue, point at something red, whatever. And so you are teaching your children from the very beginning how to eat, how to, I mean, everything. We are teaching our kids. And then for some reason, we have been trained to believe that once they get to four or five years old, we're no longer equipped to teach them. And from an academic standpoint, that's just not true because research shows over and over and over again that parents are actually the very best teachers because you know your child the best. You have the most time to invest in them. You're able to present material in a way that actually goes along with your child's bent. So you're able to tailor that for them. And for those which... There's there's not a those that feel ill-equipped. I believe every home educator feels <laughs> ill-equipped because even if we know some stuff about some things, we don't know much about a whole lot of others. So mm-hmm. um, there's a whole lot of feeling ill-equipped. Uh, what we have going for us now that was not available in those smaller number times that you guys read off earlier in the show is there are so many resources. There are so many options and opportunities. So if you feel very, very equipped to teach, say, you know, language, arts, history, the, the arts side of things, that you really, the math and science is not your bent, which I speak very personally here. Um, you know, there are, there are co-ops, there are online classes, there are tutorials, there are a myriad mm-hmm. of ways to shore up those academic deficiencies that you feel like you may have while still keeping you focused on what your primary mission is in doing this, which is going for the hearts of your children, building those relationships and giving them a solid foundation for their faith 
most certainly, but also you're able to give them a solid foundation emotionally, uh, spiritually, physically, and all these other ways so that when God opens doors for them in the days ahead, they are so well equipped to walk through them that you, you're raising world changers here. And, mm-hmm. and it's a really very exciting thing. You know, Leslie, one of the things that I love about Teach Them Diligently is you also look at classical education, which is an incredibly academically demanding mm-hmm. model. And, you know, you, you mentioned the pandemic. One of the things that I love is that over the pandemic, when the rest of the children in the United States lost at least a year and some of them too, not the homeschool community, right. the homeschool community jumped right on top of it. And because of that, did better with scholarships and, mm-hmm. and university placement. They didn't have to delay a year. And so I know even Faithy now, she, now I'm not a homeschool mom, but she did go to a classical Christian private school. And I think we literally missed a, a month of school. Right. I, you know, it was so minimal. And so when it came to her ACT scores and all like that, she was just ahead of the ahead of the curve of her, the rest of her peers, because she didn't miss all the math. She didn't miss all of the science. She was right on top of on top of that. So so many opportunities. I want you to talk specifically about the Teach Them Diligently conference that is going to be at the Kalahari next weekend, March the 23rd through the 25th. What is it, what is entailed in that conference? What does it offer to those who are interested? Oh, well, the conferences are, are a time to come and learn and grow and fellowship and get encouraged. Um, there are workshops. I, I believe at the Kalahari there are, <clears throat> excuse me, eight or nine different workshop options every hour. And so from about lunchtime on Thursday through dinner time on Saturday, Almost every hour, you're going to have multiple options of workshops that you can go to by nationally recognized authors and curriculum providers, um, counselors. We have all kinds of different people that come because we recognize that homeschooling is one element of a much larger picture, which is your family life. It, and it needs to mm-hmm. fit in there, not destroying it but rather being a tool to enhance it, to strengthen it. So we talk about everything from parenting and marriage, which is honestly good for whether you're choosing to home educate your children or not, all the way to how to teach, you know, biology, high school, science, that kind of thing, because of the the different people that we have coming in to speak. Um, in the middle of those sessions, you also have access to a resource hall full of curriculum and additional resources for families, as well as just times to to stand around and chat with other like-minded people that are making decisions for their family that is very similar to what you are. So you have this instant commonality um, and who also are there because they are seeking to to please the Lord with the way that they are setting up and, and, and running their families. So again, another instant commonality. So the fellowship that it, that happens at teach them diligently is really hard to bottle up. Like until you experience the relationships that are built there, it's, I can't even explain it to you because it's just, it's almost otherworldly. It's a really beautiful time to come together, grow and, and get encouraged and just enjoy fun and fellowship with a whole lot of people that look and act a lot like you. Well, and that's so important to be in community because no matter what, um, no matter what, what area of our life we're choosing to focus on, when we find others that um, kind of have the same mindset, then you go, okay, there's people out here that want um, the same things I do for my family. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is, it's key to success for homeschool families is to finding other families that you can do life with other, you know, a community around you where you are committed to this style of education. Um, it's, it's of utmost importance, I think. Um, I mean, the Lord wants us to be in community. And so stepping out in this way by going to a conference and going, Oh, okay, good. There's all these resources. Now I don't have to be anxious about the science. Um, I don't have to be anxious. I can do this. We can do this. There's resources here to help. I think that's um, amazing. Okay, so that's the Kalahari Resort. And the website, again, for our listening friends is teachthemdiligently.net. And your discount code is LOVETALK. Okay, 
Leslie. I'd love to chat with you about your latest book, Heart School. Tell us about this and what is it? What is Heart School? <laughs> well, Heart School actually came about as through the years we have David and I, my husband and I have really struggled to try to define what is this teach them diligently way of homeschooling? Why, you know, we talk about it, but it was so fuzzy. It was hard to really express that and help people understand. And so in the summer of 2020, um, we were, we were fleshing stuff out and going back and forth. And, um, I said, really, it's, it's heart school. We heart school our kids. And it, that, from that, I actually wrote a course that, that talks about how to do it. And then this book, uh, goes deeper than the course and it really tries to to help parents understand that as a as a christian home educator i am writing to christians although a lot of the principles would be good no matter what worldview you're passing on i am a believer therefore everything that comes out of me reeks of that it's very much influenced in that um so trying to help christian families understand that their primary goal their mission from God is to disciple their children. They are to teach their children diligently to love God and to love people. And that is number one. Homeschooling is a great tool for that because of the time and the, the intentionality that it provides. But if you elevate homeschooling above what the mission is that God has given you, first of all, it can become an idol. Therefore, it mm-hmm. is a dead weight on you and your family. Um, mm-hmm. Secondly, it can become a hindrance because you're focusing on lesser things. The beauty of getting your priorities in line and, and allowing this mission that God has given you um, to direct your choices of education and, you know, how you organize your day and all of these other things is that you have this one thing that you're searching for and everything else falls in line. So it removes the friction. It it gives you more confidence because you know what you're shooting for and you're able to make decisions confidently that back those things up or that support that mission. Um, so it really is just a tutorial on how to line things up to give yourself the best chance, the best foundation, the best platform to build strong relationships with your kids that's going to allow you to accomplish your mission of discipling them, teaching them diligently to love God and love people, and then also to educate them with excellence because the research is overwhelming at to, to point to what a great educational strategy home education is because it is so tailored and individual. Um, so the, it, it really is a paradigm shift in how you are looking at homeschooling because it goes from the, the top rung to down a little bit because your top rung mission is not to homeschool your children. Your top rung mission is to disciple and go for their hearts. Then you use homeschooling as it was intended to be as a great tool. You know, I think it's important because we're, we are growing children with strong character, strong integrity, just, uh, you know, filling them with courage to step into the world successfully. And are we teaching them math? Absolutely. Are we teaching them calculus? Absolutely. Are they learning science? A hundred percent. But we are also growing uh, just very competent, successful, balanced humans with a strong worldview. And mm-hmm. so I just love that. So, Leslie, I want to talk to you. There's, you know, there's so much technology now and technology in the home. And I, I know that technology, uh, you know, some some parents are wish that you know, the smartphone had never been invented. And uh, there's some challenges out there. Can you talk to me about the role that technology is playing in homeschooling and maybe some of the most effective tools or resources that are available for homeschooling parents today? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, technology is a, a mixed bag. Isn't it? <laughs> it is, it's a love-hate relationship, I think, that we all have. And honestly, I am very grateful that when my kids were little, a lot of these conversations were not in play. There was not social media. There was not all of these things that that these moms have to deal with now and that add so much extra weight, extra expectation. Um, and so it there are some great things, and we'll talk about those, but, but also there's a lot of weight. And so you've got to be able to keep technology in perspective. Um, Modeling for your kids as far as use of technology and so on goes a lot farther than what you tell your kids about technology and so mm-hmm. on. 
want to be very careful that we are that we are utilizing it wisely. Um, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the the insecurities that a lot of us have. Technology has come so far in that we are able now to allow our children to study with amazing teachers from all around the world thanks to technology. That's an awesome thing. Um, there are there are online classes that are intense and and difficult and excellent. And so if that is something that um, that will fill a gap in what you feel like you're able to do, or if it's your child has just this great bent towards whatever it was, mathematics, and you want them to get super high-level mathematics classes, that's available now, which is amazing. It's so cool. Um, there's also, you know, there's there's lower-level classes. There's the opportunity to use technology exclusively where your kids can take all of their classes on, you know, through different technological platforms. I would encourage families to be very wary and be very aware, not wary, to be very aware of of some of the challenges that using technology in your education will bring. Um, I found that especially for boys, if with my boys, I have I have two boys and two girls. Uh, my two boys are the older two, and they. If I was expecting them to do an online class, even through like lower level, lower years of high school, they were so distracted. They were so, I mean, it was, it was rough. So they weren't really getting a whole lot out of it. So if you are utilizing technology, I encourage you to, to have a lot of accountability built in. Um, just so you're making sure that they're staying with it. It's hard to stay with a teacher that can't really see you or to, to pay really close attention when you're, you know, a 12 year old boy and you'd much rather be out, you know, playing in the woods or doing whatever, whatever is running through your head there to do at that time. Um, so, so accountability is a really big deal. Um, for parents, I think that there are, really great uses for technology as well. And one of the things that we have created is Teach Them Diligently 365, which is we've taken every workshop that's ever been given at Teach Them Diligently events. So there's like 3,000 workshops in there, and we've made them available on demand. Along with I teach in there regularly, we have office hours, we have a community that runs through an app. So you're able to have all these discussions and all this stuff going on in real time um, without falling into the black holes of social me- that social media can sometimes give you. So you're getting that regular source of encouragement without as many distractions. Um, and it's really good as a homeschool parent to continue to, to grow and to continue mm-hmm. to keep yourself sharp, um, as well as to have a place where you can go and ask questions about, you know, I did a, an office hours last week. We were just talking about parenting teens and tweens and how do you deal with different situations and circumstances. And um, so it's a, technology is great for making those kind of platforms available. You know, I, you know, I, I go ahead. I, I was just going to say this is so important and I really appreciate um, your words there about how your boys were more distracted with an online course than maybe your girls who had a more diligent attention span. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and being able to recognize the differences in our children because we, we see them, um, but we expect to be able to send them off to school and them all learn the same in the, in a classroom. Right. And one of the things that I so appreciate about homeschooling and you've said this is that you can tailor each child's educational experience to how God made them mm-hmm. and that they can really learn anything through so many different methods now. And you have access in your local communities with these groups, these co-ops, where maybe you have a rocket scientist who is mm-hmm. teaching physics in person, you know, and that's his passion. Or if your child is wanting to take calculus two as a senior in high school, which most don't take until college, they can do that online. And so tailoring each child's educational experience is of such value. And I really appreciate the way that you talked about that. Oh my goodness, Leslie, we have one more segment with you and I'm, 
I'm so excited to continue our discussion here on Teach Them Diligently, your homeschool conference that is coming up, and our program today of with Leslie Nunnery, the founder of Teach Them Diligently. Friends, we will return to you um, with Love Talk and all things homeschool. And so have your friends turn in, listen in, uh, Love Talk Network, of course, and our podcast. You can find us on all of your favorite podcasts at Love Talk. Well, we've got one more segment with Leslie Nunnery and Teach Them Diligently when we return to to Love Love Talk. Talk. Here with Coach Carrie Brinkater and Kathy Inderbrock in studio today with Leslie Nunnery, the founder of Teach Them Diligently, the nation's premier source for gospel center homeschooled events. Um, you know, Leslie, I've so appreciated this conversation today. We have so many good, good friends that have homeschooled their kids, are currently homeschooling their kids, or have kids that are now in college, homeschool kids that are in college. Let me just refer back briefly to our friend here, Grant May, who is just an amazing uh, young man who came out of a homeschool background. This is what he says about the benefits of homeschooling, and you have touched on every single one of these. Without even knowing I was going to talk about him, you have said every single one of these. Hmm. Here is what he says. It rebuilds the family unit. That the One of the other benefits of homeschooling is that learning is tailored to individual kids. Kids learn how to learn anything. It breeds independence. The schedule is flexible. There are tremendous opportunities that public school kids um, don't have because they're confined to a schedule. Spiritual discipleship comes from parents. They aren't held back by their peers. They can learn at their own pace. They can excel at their own pace. And if they need extra help in a subject or a topic, they can diligently work on that as long as they need. And they don't have to move forward until they are ready. Yet, if they're ready to move forward, they can. And that um, they are not indoctrinated into what the world tells us is important right now. And you were just discussing with us, uh, isn't that awesome? I mean, every single one of these you have touched on today, and these are points that he makes as he just discusses the benefits of homeschooling. And you were just telling us in the break how you have a beautiful daughter at home, your baby of four, and your history discussions. Kathy and I both brought our kids up in the classical method, and so many of their classes especially their humanities classes, things are learned through the Socratic method where discussion and a Socratic circle, as my kids would call it, is so important. And that is just literally debating back and forth and discussing topics, discussing history, discussing what you're reading in literature class and talking about it. And we have lost this art of conversation. And But you and your daughter get to do history together. How are you guys working through uh, history as a 16-year-old young teenager? Well, actually, so it's awesome. I, I love the fact that I can sit on the bed, cuddled up with my daughter, reading through history, having these conversations, that if you go back in time a little bit, I did this when I had all four of them here. So we went through, we always did history and often science in this way where we would, we would read and consume the material and then we would talk about it. And those conversations not only help your child understand the material a whole lot better and, and provide precious times. Um, but it also, like you noted, it gives them an opportunity to disagree with people rationally and to yes. to learn the art of debating without character assassination or or you know just acting like a toddler um they're mm-hmm. able to to effectively and intellectually express their point of view while they're also there under your tutelage to help them make sense of difficult conversations or of yucky history that just mm-hmm. is we don't even want to talk about and yet God never lost control. We can still see God's hand weaving through it and help strengthen their faith and their view of how big and how magnificent God is. 
through all of those things um, is, is a great side effect. But the other thing that comes out of those great conversations is you get to know your child so well. You can mm-hmm. see their heart in all of those conversations. So, so you're able to know if there's, if there's a little something of concern or if they're, you know, time to go take a ride and just have some one-on-one time and let's go a little bit deeper in this because you're right there on the front line with them day in and day out, not having, okay, everyone sit down. We're going to have a heart to heart conversation now, <laughs> but right. rather hearing their heart in very natural ways. And, um, with, with my 16 year old now, she's the only one that I've got left homeschooling. So I'm like clinging to her. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but we sit there and we, we have the most amazing conversations and she'll call me from sometimes like she was at youth group a couple of weeks ago and they talked about something and she was like, and I was able to add this, 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 and this, and this to the conversation. And, um, I love the way that we learn this stuff. And, you know, they, my, all four of my kids really have appreciated as they've gotten older and they, they, the success that they had in college, the way that their classes, um, they were able, they're, they're learners. They know how to learn. They know how to go get their own information. It helped them immensely in college. So, so you're building relationships. You're seeing their hearts. You're getting to know your kids on a level that you never even dreamed possible all while having so much fun together and actually mm-hmm. learning yourself at a time when you appreciate the stuff you're learning so much more than you did when you were yeah. told to learn it, you know, when you were a teenager yourself. So many, yeah. many benefits to that relationally. You know, I really love okay. the the art of this in classical conversations and homeschooling is because you really are developing lifelong learners who mm-hmm. love education sure. and embrace education. And Leslie, over the break, we you know, we were talking about this uh, conference that's at the Kalahari next weekend, the 23rd, 24th, 25th. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I, I asked, you, you know, there's going to be families that go, well, you know, I, I don't have anywhere to take the kids. And so I really can't go until Saturday. And you said, oh, no, 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 no. It is a family conference. There is stuff for the kids. You bring the children. You don't leave them behind. This is a family community event. Can you talk to us about that? Oh, I would love to. Um, yes, we when we set these up, we, like I noted before, Teach Them Diligently is all about family. It's all about the impact of homeschool on family and on hearts. And so we have an entire track for dads. Um, it is remarkably impactful to bring the men in. First of all, they see the the volume of of people who are doing it and, and the resources and all that they get a lot more confident and a lot more engaged in what you're doing when they come um but we have people who talk specifically to the guys about manly topics i don't go to those <laughs> sessions but so we have that we have a children's program that is a phenomenal time we have a teen program we have a drama program in round rock we have art classes and STEM classes and I think writing classes there as well. So all kinds of opportunities for your kids and the children that come or the teens that come, they year after year, especially in our event in Tennessee, because it's, it's an older event, um, the kids actually look forward to coming as much as the parents do because it's like a reunion with these friends mm-hmm. that they've met and gone to programs with some for four or five years in a row. Um, and they're, you know, they're pin pals during the year and they're doing all this fun, really neat stuff. Um, but yes, Teach Them Diligently is designed for the entire family. Um, and you can, you can enjoy it as just a mom. There's a great way to do that as a couple. Fantastic. It's almost like a marriage conference. Come as a whole family. We got you covered. Uh, really it's whatever fits your family best is how we want you to enjoy the conference. Gosh, I absolutely love that. And so that is the conference at the Kalahari. And friends, listeners, you can go to teachthemdiligently.net, go over to events, click on that, and just scroll down, and you'll see the event at the Kalahari. You can go on and register, and if you use the code LOVETALK, you can, one word or two words, as long as you spell it correctly, space or no space, <laughs> it will work. You use the uh, the code word LOVETALK, and you will get a $40 discount off of your registration. Whether you are a homeschool family looking for community, or you want to consider and learn what is all this homeschool stuff about and why are so many families turning to it to really get their children out of those deep uh, destructive waters right now within the public system 
just learning and stepping into it and meeting other family members who are in it and learning and growing together as community. We know that you're going to want to step in and become a part of that. So Leslie, we, we, we love everything that you've shared. We love how you have educated us today. Uh, we just have a couple minutes left in the program. Is there anything that we have not touched on that you really want to share with our listeners today? Oh, you know, I just want to encourage moms and dads who are listening in to recognize that God didn't make a mistake when he gave you your children. He created you to be the mom or dad of the exact kids that you have in your family, whether by birth or by choice, you are the perfect parent for them. And therefore you are a perfect educator for them because God doesn't make any mistakes. And so, yes, it is incumbent upon us to, to grow and to change and to draw near to him, stay on our knees um, as we seek his guidance for how we run and manage our families. But but don't let the lies of the world that you are not enough as a parent or that you can't do this or that you'll never have a good relationship with your kids because of either mistakes that you've made, baggage that you've brought in, or or whatever. God is a very good, very loving God who can overcome all of these things that we we hold up and say, I can't do this. Um so trust his plan for your family and and just take heart, take comfort in the fact that he is good and he will equip you to do exactly what he's called you to do. You know, our key verse for today, Leslie, was from Proverbs 23, verse 12. Apply your heart to instruction and your ear to words of knowledge. Friends, we just encourage you today um, that the Lord loves you and he cares about you and your family and your kids are special. Hmm. Um, and all of the world is going to tell you that homeschooling is, um, is strange. It's odd, but I tell you what, it's not. Um, it is a way to love and honor the most precious gift that our God is, that God has given us our children. Leslie, we thank you so much for joining us today and your ministry, Teach Them Diligently. We just encourage you to go to that website, friends, register for this homeschool conference, use our code LOVETALK, and you'll get a special discount. Thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us today on Love Talk. We know that um, people can find you at Teach Them Diligently, and we just appreciate your time today. Friends, for my co-host, Kathy Enderbrock, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater. We love you. We thank you. Find us on all the social media, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talks. Such as, um, what do you think God might be up to in this? What, mm, you know, yeah. what did God show you in that? How do you think God might be using your current circumstances to grow you and equip you for something that he has planned for you? 